0: i'm shelby and i'm erica and welcome to the, the all, all things, things melanin, melanin podcast, podcast where your certified hype women are getting you through the week be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update
1: so erica hey girl <laughs> what's popping what's new what's happening
0: how you feeling can't you tell i'm like tanned and brown skin you, you actually are like i went from caramel to dark <laughs> to brown sugar <laughs> wesley's <Snipes>. nice <laughs> Did you have fun on your trip though? I did. I just got back from Hawaii, so that was really fun. Yay! And I still had to work though, but um, working on it the was beach, nice I think to, it's fine. I know it was <laughs> nice to just get away, and I was at the beach all day, went whale watching. So I'm relieved, and I'm still back at work, but I mean yeah. it's not half as bad. So I feel you. Yes. But now I had to buy new makeup because I don't got dark. You dark are dark skin. You are actually very kind of dark. I mean,
1: she's not like dark dark. Skin, I'm a four twenty
0: on Fe, a fancy beauty. If that any.
1: Wow. <laughs> I used to be three seventy. You skipped some shades. I went to the four <laughs> hundred. How are <laughs> you, crazy? friend? I'm okay. um uh, I'm struggling. I ain't gonna lie. Um, We on the struggle bus? Yeah, we on the struggle bus. I have broke down. Let me tell you, January sucker punched your girl, February sucker punched your girl, and March is working on sucker punching your girl. But, you know what? I'm going to be optimistic. But before we get into, like, our things and stuff, I got to ask you. (laughs) What? Have you been following this whole college cheating scandal thing? I kind of seen some stuff, but I couldn't follow it. I don't understand what happened. Basically, what happened, this is a synopsis, so definitely do your own research <laughs> if you're listening. So basically what happened is a group of rich, elite people, such as Felicity Hoffman and yep. Lori Laughlin and all those different people, allegedly paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their children into elite schools. Like Stanford, USC, they mm-hmm. said, I think allegedly UT is in there. I'm talking, I'm not talking chunk change. I'm talking like $600,000, such as. And that goes from having people take their tests for them, their children, having people change their answers. Who snitched? Having, <laughs> well, okay, so this is what I found on the internet. I don't know if it's true. But what happened is somebody within the scandal got in trouble because they would have never got caught. Mm-hmm. But for Lancey, he snitched. Like, they weren't even on the radar. He told about it. And that's how they got, like, they, like, I think the estimate was, like, from $600,000 to, like, $5.5 million. Like, that's how much money these parents were paying. And then a lot of people that are involved, like, their sponsorships are getting taken away. They should. Their jobs are getting taken away. This is my thing. If Sarah can't get in on on her own, it's Adia Lee. Yeah. And, like, when I was reading it, I was actually highly tipped because my thing is, like, they're just wanting their children to get in this for the perception, like I get it. But Mm -hmm. if you have money like that, Mm -hmm. and your child's not interested in college, but they know exactly what they want to do, you can save all that money and put them on, period. Exactly. People go to college either because they A, want to, or B, that's the only way that they can get a foot in the door. And it just makes me think of people who maybe didn't get in because that person didn't even want to be in. Like, if you can't even get on your own merit, how are you going to – like, it's literally out of your league. And I think about, like, I don't know if you heard about that woman that went, like, people are sitting in jail. Like, for instance, there was this woman who is in jail because she put her child's address as her dad's address so that she could be, her child could be in a better district.
0: Girl, we do that all the time. Like, she's sitting in
1: jail. And that she shouldn't be sitting in jail for that. Right? And, like, I know, I feel like they're just going to give them a pat on the wrist and they're going to, like, pat on the wrist and they're going to, like, wrist and they're going like, to be able to go about the life. But I really want them to be prosecuted to the full
0: extent of the law. Like, I have no sympathy for them. Well, sad to say, but I feel like they're going to get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. But that just really is unfortunate, like you said, for the people that are actually studying all this time to get, taking these advanced courses to try to get in those types of schools. And then you got, you know, rich white people going over here saying, oh, I got, I can give you one million. Yeah. That is crazy. Like, people are
1: pissed. Like, for instance, Lori Loughlin, which play, who she played on Becky, and she's, like, in a lot of Hallmark stuff that I yeah. watch. Like, everybody that's associated with her has cut ties with her. Hallmark dumped her. Oh, yeah, her, her career is Dumped her Her over. daughter was an influencer, and she made this video talking about, she's, like, a YouTuber or whatever, making this video talking about she wasn't really interested in school. She's in USC, right? And... But how she wanted to have the experience of like partying and going to football games. Sarah, you can go to parties by yourself. And like, football games by yourself, right? But anyway, long story short, she got so much backlash that she had to take down her YouTube channel because people were in her comments, and she had like a partnership with Sephora. They cut ties with her because what people did—I'm talking about people of all races—what they did is they went on the they went on Sephora and whatever product she had, they gave it one star, and they were dogging her, and they were like, everybody was like, "You need to cut ties with her." Let me tell you. By 6 p.m.
0: They, I mean. more so released that comment, that statement. Of course. They were like, we don't want no part of this. No. I'm still going to support though, But. that's like, I mean, they could talk with it. So we can that go is crazy. I can't even believe that. I mean, they. Did, I can't believe it, but I can't believe They that. do the same things with like when um, you are trying to recruit like athletes from oh, high school. Oh, and that's another thing that they did. They pretended like these people were
1: athletes and they photoshopped their heads yeah. on their bodies.
0: Well, like, it's crazy. Like That's still in. illegal because if somebody was in high school trying to make the basketball team at Stanford, they would be bribing them with, like, cars and money and all that kind of stuff. So, you know that. That's what happened to uh, uh, Reggie Bush that used to play football, professional football when he was in college. He got in trouble when he was playing um, professional. They went all the way back and was like, no, nah, you was bribed, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, that's stupid. You're going to get caught. Especially if it's money, there's always a paper trail. Like, are you dumb? <gasps> they had like recorded calls, like the tea is hot. So whoever would snitch was singing like a bird. <laughs>
1: Listen, I guess Homeboy <laughs> said he wasn't staying in the slammer all that long. Mm-mm. But like, if he hadn't snitched, nobody would have ever known. I guess he got in, whoever this person was got in trouble for something. So for now they're gonna them. start
0: investigating all like all the high oh Ivy they are schools. and like
1: people are already suing them. Wow, because they're saying that their degrees devalued. I was like, you got a Stanford. I mean, you're you're fine. Good luck with that damn, I just wanted to see what you thought because I like really, I'm fascinated by it. Like I was telling my coworker, whatever I make him listen to me, and I was like, such and such. Um, Have you heard of this? He was like, no. So I was telling him all about it. And he was like, are you serious? I was like, I'm not kidding.
0: Yeah, I was seeing stuff on online, but didn't really follow it. But thank you for that update. Um, news with Shelby. <laughs> news you can use. News. I saw. Are you
1: ready to get in our first to our first? topic of the day i mean i guess we can i got my
0: drink so let's so do we are talking about dating and relationships of course so this is a pretty loaded um topic question so i'm gonna ask you first Oh, i guess shelby okay so <clears throat> do you categorize or prejudge men when you first meet them what are deal breakers for when a man approaches you worst thing a guy could do or best thing he could do to get your number and get to know you Do you have any stories of past experiences um okay (laughs) i'm gonna be fully transparent i'm ready (laughs) so yes
1: i do categorize you and prejudge you when you approach me i'm not gonna lie men do it too oh yeah like for sure and like i feel like the thing about men is like i can tell when you're prejudging me like you're not even slick about it I feel so, how do you just feel so uncomfortable? Like, you're just getting prejudged. <laughs> like, <laughs> All the time. Like, bro, like, chill. But yes, I do pre- I do prejudge people in different things like that. I will say, even if I'm prejudging you, I try to keep it calm and cute so you don't know. But regardless of how you come up and approach me, I'm always going to be nice, polite, and keep it cute. Like, I'm never going to be rude. I'm never going to down you. I'm never going to cuss you out. I'm never going to be like a rude chick. Like, that's just not in my DNA. And plus, I don't know what you're carrying. <laughs> or how crazy, no, I've had men get like really, really upset at me, like pissed off at me for like not being interested in them or for like blocking their advances. And the thing is, I've never been rude. I've never raised my voice. I've never like made, like I've, I never do that. So I'm trying to understand how you mad at me. That's just so immature. Right. Um. So listen, if you gonna approach me, um, can you just like cut out like all of the extraness <laughs> like, don't make up a name for me, like, baby girl. No. Don't say no whack pickup lines. You can save it for Sarah, who that works on. <laughs> like, don't just, don't be extra. Like, I literally just want you to be yourself. Like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm a very complex person, but when it comes to talking to me and approaching me, I would rather you just come up and be simple. Yeah. Like, first of all, can we start out with what your name is? Yes. Like, just coming up and being like, hey, I don't know what Sam, y'all. i don't hey my name is sam um whatever you're gonna say what's your name ask me what my name is let's just have a regular calm conversation and ask me for my number because nine times out of ten even if i prejudge you like the deciding factor if i'm interested in you really or if i'm gonna give you my number really is how you approach me and have a conversation with me because if you approach me and have a conversation with me that is superficial that's based on looks or that's based on what you have, trying to impress me or a bit, I can tell you right now, it's enough for me, dog, all the way around. And I could care less, like, what you look like or what you have. Yeah, that's You awesome, know what I you? mean? So I would just say, if you're going to approach me, like, you have to be very respectable. And just be yourself, you know what I mean? Like, let's not waste each other's time. I'm, because I I'm. I talk a lot, but if you approach me, I'm a very, very shy person. <laughs> like, I just get super, super shy. So I'm literally going to answer the question you ask. So, by having a dialogue or a conversation with me, like, that's going to allow me to kind of, like, open up. And then I'll probably talk too much, and then you probably be turned off. <laughs> um, like I said, the worst thing a guy could do is not be his self or to just make up a name for me. Don't make up a name for me. Don't assume stuff for me because I'm a very highly intelligent person that is very capable of functioning on my own and supporting myself. So, you coming in trying to be Superman
0: is not going to cut it Remember that guy that gave you his name on a business card somewhere? yes he was actually fine though but i don't remember what he looked like <laughs> but the fact that he had his na- it wasn't even like a business card you guys it was literally a card with his name and number he on it that he was fine yes i don't remember him and he was dark-skinned like you like where is that card girl i don't know <laughs> <laughs> look at look at some of your purses
1: <laughs> i gotta find this card yo i don't okay side note. i don't remember this yeah I remember somebody giving me a business card. I don't remember what he looked like. Like, that's how
0: turned I was. I mean, he was fine. From he what was, I could we see. We gotta start giving signs. Like, in the he dark, is good. but I like. Mean- he's good. <laughs> we do have signs. We do. I guess I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, that was the first. I've never seen that before. Like, just here go my card, but it's not my business card. Yeah, we got in the lift. Erica's talking about, did he give you a business card? We <laughs> 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 <He> didn't <laughs> wait to get in the lift. <laughs> I guess so. I got to go back Because any man that, like, approaches one of my friends when we're in a group, I always got to, like, scope you out just to make sure you ain't crazy or she don't want I you in Because I would tell my friends face. a no in his face. It's a no for you. <laughs> it's a no for you. I would do a whole U-turn in his face. <laughs> just be, like, on the dance floor or something. Like,
1: I am the queen of life escaping me and if I don't want to be bothered especially when we out, I'm so little I will maneuver away from you and it don't matter like how tipsy I get I am always very aware so I saw you from across the room trying to come over there, now I gotta go over there, cause, cause I don't or have you ever made, have you ever made have you ever accidentally made eye contact with somebody oh my gosh. and then he brings his ass <laughs> like over sir, there
0: <laughs> <and> that, <laughs> I accidentally looked forward, okay <laughs> that was not a cue for you to come over here Oh my gosh! And then you gotta be like, "Damn, I got move. I think for me, I don't even realize when somebody is trying to like shoot their shot or talk to me. Like it'll really? it'll hit me afterward. Like, wait, did he just try to shoot, shoot his shot? shot? Like this actually happened to me over the weekend. Uh oh. And Shelby, huh? I didn't get to tell you this, but uh oh, his number actually made it into my phone. What? <laughs> don't get too what? excited. Don't get too excited. What? Hold on, don't get too excited. Girl, I deleted it. So let me explain. This is why I wanted your reaction. So over the weekend, I was with my best friend. We were just at this like kickback, cookout, barbecue. I'm eating on a pork chop sandwich. You know, I'm just chilling, having some drinks. So these guys are over there, and they are just, we all laughing, talking, having a good conversation. Wasn't nothing too serious. So then my friend starts talking to the guy and um, I all of a sudden hear him like, yeah, I try to ask for your your friend's name four times, but I guess you don't hear me. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so then I don't know what he started talking about, but all I remember is him saying like all this stuff that he does or what he's currently working on or what he has and all this stuff. And so I literally told him, he was like, so I just gave you my whole resume, so when can I take you out? I said, yeah. I literally placed my finger on his <laughs> shoulder, and I said, Sir, you have great qualifications, Okay. but I'm not hiring. <laughs> so, I'm dead. And he bust out laughing. I was like, no, I'm serious. I was like, I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from you. I was like, I think it's great that you're doing all this that you said you're doing, which could actually be a lie, but yeah, right. I mean, it could be true. But I with said, I said that honestly has nothing to do with how you are going to treat me. That's what, literally what I said to him. He wasn't ready for that whistle. He wasn't. You should have saw a look on his face. And then he was just like, um, he was like, well, he started continuing what he was talking about, like talking about he got good credit. I said, that don't matter. He's like, actually, it does matter. I was like, you know what? It does matter, you know, so you can get a house or a car or something, but that has nothing to do with me. You oh. know what I'm saying? I told him that. And then he was like, well, I just want to take you out. I'm like. He was like, "Let me just um, put my number in your phone." I was like, "Okay," because you know I wasn't mean. I wasn't like gonna just reject him in front of all his friends and stuff like that. I was, but I knew in my back of my head, as soon as I got on seventy five, that number was gonna wasn't be he cute. To... Another thing. So my best friend, we have two different tastes, right? Okay. So when he walked off, so she was no she dog. was like, "No." When he walked off, she was like, um, "So are you gonna give him a chance?" I said, "Was well, he cute?" She said. Um, I said, was he cute? <laughs> she said, um, well, <laughs> See, I was like, he was giving me like Cedric the entertaining vibes, but that's, I mean, that's, that don't do nothing for me. I'm deceived. but <laughs> but, but do the podcast yourself. But this I'm is the, why, I, this is why I held this in all, all the, until today yeah, I'm to tell you this. But no, he was he wasn't attracted to me. But I feel like what was a red flag was him naming off all this stuff that mm-hmm. he has, and and honestly, everything he named I already got. So really, oh, it ain't maybe. it ain't impressive to yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like maybe that has worked on other women. And to be honest, you will see a really fine female with a not so fine man because of stuff that he has. Because there's females that just love. The, the looks of things. And I said, I've been down this road. I've dated people that had all this on paper, but that has nothing to do with how you're going to treat me you as right. a woman. I even asked him, I was like, are you a gentleman? Are you crazy? Like, I'm like, you, I, these are things we need to know. Because if I got
1: to, if we got to do like a set it off out here, like yeah, I'm about that like,
0: I'm like, I don't give, I don't care that your credit score is whatever, or that you got this, that and other. I literally, it yeah. doesn't, I mean, that's good for him, but yeah. what does that have to do with me? Yeah. But, um, so that would be the thing is like, I did like the fact that he was—he did approach me in a way to where we were like just open conversation. Yeah, it wasn't weird or anything like that. I wasn't like, "Girl, we need to walk away." I wasn't doing no singles si- symbols singles. to my <laughs> signals to my friend or anything. But yeah. it was a red flag when a guy just names off all this stuff. And when you literally say, "I just gave you my resume," sorry, I'm not hiring. Like, um, yeah, so. That would be the thing that turns me off. Like, don't be naming all this stuff that you have. Yeah. Because to me, that's like, okay, well, what are you, what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah. I agree. I had that happen to me one time. Me and my friends, we were out and about, and we were actually in Austin. And if you know me, Erica, you know I have a certain type. hmm And so when we, long oh, story short, met this guy and different things like that, he he was really cool. He was very attractive. Not necessarily the type that I usually go, to, go with, mm-hmm. but he was very attractive. But one thing that he did when he met me is he started naming off everything he had, like his cars, his houses, how much he made, just all this extra stuff. And in my head, I was like, that's all nice. But what does that got to do with me? It doesn't have
0: anything to do with you. You know what I
1: mean? And I think sometimes we live in a society that, like, is so materialistic. Like, it's okay to have nice things, but I feel like we've become so materialistic that when we see somebody that has all of these nice things – or they have good credit to have, all credit it doesn't matter. But when you have, like, all these amazing things and different things like that, some people automatically think that qualifies them to be your man. Exactly. They don't qualify you to be Shelby Brennan's man at all because, like, there are more factors that go into it. Yeah, we might hit it off, but... I need to know things that are really, really important. Like, how are you going to treat me? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want the same things that I want? Do you mm-hmm. believe in God? Do you want a family? Do you want to travel? Are you crazy? Are you abusive? Are you going to support what I want to do? Are you going to hold me down? Are you going to let me follow my dreams? Are you one of those? Possess- like, stuff like that matters. Like, what you have is a plus. Yeah. And I for me, and kind of like you, I've never been one of those people to base, Me being interested in a guy off of what he has. What Um, he has is what he has, and what I have is what I have. mm -hmm. Now, what we come together and do, amazing. Exactly. But for me, like, any time that a guy has tried to approach me like that, it's never worked for me. That's
0: Because I'm not impressed by basic shit. That's that's why it was a red flag for me. And also, another thing is not that he named everything, but also that he did not once ask me. Oh, I hate that. What am I doing?" (laughs) doing? What do I do? What do I? You know, none of that. You just sat up here and said, "Well, this is this is my resume, sir." Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, and then I was like, Erica, if he was actually attractive, then I probably wouldn't deleted his num wouldn't have deleted his number. But I I just wasn't attracted to him, so that was like even a more extra no, like with an exclamation point. Yeah, because I mean, for my friend to be like, "Well, no," <laughs> like, "Well, then if both of us is a no, and we Girl. got two separate tastes." But I'm like, yeah, that's the worst thing you can do is just talk about yourself and you don't incline about anything that I'm doing or that I yeah am as a person and then you know, when I'm out places like that, my intention is not to like for some dude to be in my face. But if somebody does approach me and they approach me in a normal way, yeah then I will have a conversation. I'm yeah. like you said, I'm not rude, I'm not gonna like talk down to you or whatever. But I was honest with him when he time I gave you my resume, I'm like, Well, I'm not hiring, so <laughs> And then he, well, I mean, I said it in a joking way, yeah. and so it made him I laugh too. Dead. Like seriously, like you have great qualifications, but those are not qualities. Ooh. Like there's a difference. Like that was a <laughs> word right there. <laughs> that, yeah, I'm Flores can do this podcast by herself. I'm, I'm going bad. No, <laughs> but I'm serious. There's a difference. But I guess, like you said, some women they care about the qualifications and not the qualities. Me, I've been down that road. Listen, I ain't got nothing for me. Okay. No, nothing. Well have you ever had an experience
1: where someone has even whether it worked out or not, but someone has come up to you in a very respectable way and it like took you off guard and you were like, Okay, homeboy got some common sense. Um,
0: sorry, y'all, my Alexa's football talking. We're talking too loud. Alexa, she won't part of this um podcast. <laughs> um, have has that ever happened to me? Yes. Yeah, it has. And, of course, it didn't go anywhere, but it's refreshing when somebody that has common sense knows how to just come up and have a conversation with you rather than come up and be like, hey, little mama, you look good. Like, no, I noticed, but no, (laughs) don't don't come up to me like I'm a piece of meat. Oh, my gosh. yes, Because that makes me uncomfortable. Sure, you know that. I'd be like, I'm so uncomfortable right now. The funny thing is, okay, y'all, the
1: funny <laughs> thing is when Erica gets uncomfortable, she will look me dead in my eyes and be like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you making me uncomfortable now. Now we both uncomfortable. Oh but God. I will say, like, people always say, like, for some reason when me and Erica get together, I don't know what be running through guys' mind to make us both feel uncomfortable, but we have had some of the most awkward encounters with men. And I'm like, you? Have we told the San Francisco story? Can we not? Like, No, we're
0: going to tell it because we love y'all. So we're going to tell y'all. That was the most awkward thing in my life. Shelby and I were just trying to have a girls weekend. And we flew to San Francisco Mm because, you know, we do. We does this. And it was amazing. It was so fun. We got to go back, by the way. Yes, we do. So we stopped at this one club. You know, of course, we got to experience the nightlife somewhere. So... Lord. (laughs) We're going to this club, and I immediately noticed these group of dudes that are standing in, like, a huddle, like they in a football game, and looking back at me and her. So I told Shelby immediately, I was like, they're about to come over here. They're about (laughs) to make a beeline right over here to us.
1: And And, I kid you
0: not, they did approach
1: us. And what happened? Let me tell you, but first of all, y'all, I'm not judging, but I am judging. They sent, first of all, I have a type. I have a specific type. And even if you outset that type, but you're clean cut, maybe I can get with it. Oh, but this God. was not the type. They sent obviously they sent the representatives over that had the most confidence. Um Houseway. <laughs> but they did not really fit
0: me. You being real the, nice right now.
1: Anyway, excuse my language. They were some hood niggas, and I don't feel like I look like I like hood niggas. Do I look
0: like I like hood Man, I be niggas? getting so offended when, like, a non-attractive dude approached me. First of all, they had girl- gold front. Oh, my God. So, that was a no. Like, I need to see what your real teeth They were like. sagging so bad. And just real hood, and I'm just like. And they
1: came over there and thought that myself and Erica, respectable young women, looking like meals. <laughs> Would want them, but they were so good that I was—I would never offend them. I was really scared to make them mad. I kid you not. This is what they said: "So if I offend you, I apologize." They said, "We a couple of real niggas from Nebraska." <laughs> I kid you not. That's what they said. Fact. First of all, I didn't know black people lived in Nebraska like that. I didn't know they lived in I'm Nebraska like, like that. I'm like, what are
0: you doing in San Francisco? <laughs> and, like, and y'all,
1: please, if you ever see me, do not ever ask me. If you see me out and about, like I'm at a bar or club, don't. I hate when people ask me what I'm going to do at the club. I'm about to go <laughs> home and be a child of God because the only things that are open this late are 7 Eleven and
0: legs. And you ain't finna catch a girl. Mm-mm. And either one. So, I'm going home. If you ask me that, you just piss me off. Like, I can't stand that question. Because it's not home with you and your girlfriends. It's a no.
1: It's not home with you and anybody. I'm fine. <laughs> fine, you are. I'm not going, sir. I don't even know your name. I hate that question. Anyway, me and Erica did manage to get out of it. Um, even though they was asking us all these questions. They was like, "Where are y'all staying in a hotel? <laughs> with our
0: big muscular boyfriends that got guns?" No, I'm just playing. But, like... Yeah, it's so awkward when, like, That was don't... a no for us all the way around, Yeah, way. I'm like, I can't stand that. Like, we go out places not to get attention like that. Yeah. But, I mean, when we on a scale from one to five, and we, like, at a nine, of course, we're going to get approached.
1: <laughs> That's why when I go out, I like for us to all go in and have a section, because I don't be wanting to be bothered. And I honestly, whether you find or not, I get really awkward, because I don't know what to say, and I don't really know what to do. Like, I'm really... Awkward. So like anybody that just comes up to me that I don't know, I get awkward.
0: Yes. And so. it's just, I think it's just weird at a club. Period. I mean, everybody in there tipsy, like probably looking for somebody to you know what take home. But I'm not there for that. I'm literally there to hear the same music I heard last time. <laughs> I was there right. And have fun with my friends. the same move I hit last time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really all I'm there for, girl. But yeah, that's
1: interesting. But I will say that I do think, just to kind of round it out, I do think it's normal to prejudge people or categorize categorize them. I think that's just in our human nature because we're human. But I think that everything that happens after that in the approach really should determine whether, you know, you allow it to go any further or you don't. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just not about feeling disrespected or being disrespected because if that's Just the inkling of how you are. I want no parts of it. But if you can step to me with some common sense, Mm -hmm. then I'll give you my number. One of my friends, but she does, that I've started doing, is that she'll give, like, because, you know, like, guys be getting really offended or whatever, she'll give you a Google number, (laughs) and it'll call her phone, and then she'll delete it. I said, you're on to something. So, anybody, ladies, that's a tip for you. Get a Google number. Then block that ass. I know people that do
0: that. That's why I told, <clears throat> oh boy, we're just gonna call him James. His name ain't James, but I was like, he asked, he did ask for me, me for my number, and I was like, well, you just put yours in my in my phone because I had it right there. Mm-hmm. But that's a clear way, so you will not have any contact with me because yeah. I already knew in my head it was like it's a no, and then I deleted. You know that's number. actually, I had one time when I was
1: talking to this dude a while ago, a couple years ago. He when he approached me, he was like, he was actually very attractive, not usually the type I go for, but really attractive. And he's like he was so like nice and polite. He threw me off but we were talking and he was like, Yeah So I was like, Okay, like you just know when he's a guy's about to ask for you your number most of the time But instead he was just like, Well, I'ma give you my number. He was like, So if you text me, you text me if you don't no pressure. Hey, I text that young man very immediately <laughs> <laughs> I was like, This is no We didn't end up working out, but I just thought that was like a really cool, funny way. That, like, I didn't feel pressured. But we did have, like, a really good conversation, real cool dude.
0: Yeah. So that's another way, ladies. Get his number in your phone so you can delete it as soon as you hit that highway like I did. Um, Mm. But don't take that advice, though. Not (laughs) down 75, Erica. As soon as I hit that ramp. (laughs) (laughs) Delete! (laughs) Y'all serious. No, but he just wasn't attractive. I, I feel like if he was a little bit attractive, then... Still I would have had, had a longer conversation.
1: <laughs> probably, but you still would have deleted his number. Yeah. Because like yeah.
0: Erica's, Erica's like, y'all
1: don't know Erica. Erica's really, really <laughs> picky. I asked Erica one day randomly, I was like, hey, whenever you're ready, and I don't even know anybody. I was like, would you let me sit, would you let me, would you let me sit you up with somebody? She said, I'm not, Probably not. I was offended
0: told you. Like I had to go back and think about our whole friendship and think about all the times Erica was a good friend because I was offended. You know what? In my defense I told Shelby this. I was like, it is not about you setting me up with somebody. It's just the whole point of being set up with somebody. It's so awkward. I always, I already get awkward. And so I've been set up before. And that's why I'm like, no. Because it's just weird. It'd be different if it was like a group of your friends yeah. and a group of somebody else's friends and we're all hanging out together and then we just happen to have a conversation. Yeah. But it's not anything, like if you knew somebody, let yeah, let's invite Joe. Okay, well, Joe's going to come, blah, blah, blah. I just want let yeah. you know if I ever I wouldn't tell you that's one. Well that that makes more sense if it's a group of us, but not if it's just me you and Joe And we I'm, gonna just put, sit her here. I'm gonna put Joe in the room and see what it do. Joe ain't gonna get no conversation if it's just me And him. that's just weird. because uh. I feel like it's forced like don't just force us in a room for Sunday Some people cool with it. I'm not been there done that Bought that t-shirt. So basically if I say Erica, she's not gonna know
1: That's what I got from that whole conversation
0: Whatever, I probably will get an inkling about something because I'll probably ask them. So who sent you? <laughs> <laughs> who sent thee? <laughs> was it God <laughs> or was it Shelby? I mean, I need to know. <laughs> she over here dying, y'all. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, I would literally be like, who sent you? I can put your cuss my ass out. Yep. But I wouldn't give a damn. I would be knocking right on her door. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move
1: on. Okay. Erica's riled up, obviously.
0: Yes. Um, so, moving on to the journey. So, this is where we talk about our All Things Melanin brand, blog, platform, and how our journey is going and what something we have learned. So, the question is... How do you find confidence or work up enough nerve to network and connect with like-minded people? Where do you go, and how do you meet? Shelby. Um,
1: I think, first of all, find the confidence, confidence to do it. I feel like sometimes you got to do it scared. Like, I'm the type of person, like, as long as I got my people with me, I'm not scared. But I've learned that in having our blog and our brand, that sometimes, like, that means going to things that make me uncomfortable. I will say that a lot of the events that Erica and I go to, I'm very uncomfortable but I realized that if we want to grow and to collab and to meet like-minded people, that means that we're going to have to step out of our comfort zone and say hi and introduce ourselves to different things like that. Um, one thing that has, I think that has helped us, excuse me, to network and to meet new people. is for instance so on our blog page, um, it's very, very cleaned out. For instance, like we only follow people that inspire us or that are doing similar things that we're doing. Um, like bloggers, influencers, media people, and different things like that. But we also follow people in the DFW area that post about all types of events and that are into the things that we want to do. So there's always something going on. So at least once a month, Erica and I have committed to trying to go to at least one event a month. And when we go, each talking to somebody, just introducing ourselves, just saying hi, just striking up a conversation. I think um, for us, that confidence is just doing it because each time we go into a room and we and we're the only people that know each other you know that's really terrifying it's really scary because in a way we both lean on each other Mm. but at the end of the day we're two separate entities that have to be one but be separate in networking if that makes sense yeah so i think definitely following pages and people that inspire you and following events that are happening in your town because like some of the events that happened that I sent air from, I'm like, wow, I didn't know this was happening mm-hmm. in a while. And there are so many different things. And just at least committing to going and networking once a month. Yeah. And then committing to introducing yourself to two or three people. Just saying hi. Just striking up a conversation. If that conversation doesn't go well, okay, scratch it. You said hi. Yeah. And, like, genuinely connecting with that person. Getting their social media. Seeing how you can, like, work with them. Seeing how it could be more beneficial.
0: Yeah, because the worst thing you could do is take all this time and effort to go to the networking event and then you leave with no connections you leave because you were just terrified of speaking to anyone and you just literally went to hear the main speaker and then you left that is defeating the purpose of even going to the event and i will say for me personally i am very introverted anyways when i meet people so it's very it's a challenge for me every single time to go to a networking event when i am very like in my shell and I know that I thought that you know the more that I go to them the less I would be in my shell but it just doesn't get any easier because a lot of the times it'll be a totally different environment with totally different people so it is going to be a challenge for anyone like me or like us that is trying to push themselves and get out there but you just got to push yourself every time And like Shelby said you're just gonna have to do it scared I mean it is I don't exactly know what the fear is yeah. Maybe it's just because you don't know people and there's some fear behind that. But if that's always going to be there, you just have to push yourself to do it anyways. And then just get into some, follow some like-minded communities. Like yeah. online, like uh, the Dallas Girl Gang. That's a really good one because a lot of people put comments in there. Does anybody know? You know, yeah. it can be so simple. Anybody know a hairstylist? Then people start commenting. Then you start meeting people. And yeah. then that's how you find out about different things. And you'll... Be surprised on how small the world really is yeah. in your community or in your brand of interest. You'll yeah. really realize you'll start coming across the same um, people that have events or that yeah. you can network with. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what we learn. So um, let's move on to mentor moment. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question, Shelby, and then we'll give our answers. So. How do you deal with friends, family, or colleagues that have switched up on you? Example, maybe they're not supporting you, hanging out with you, encouraging you. How you handle them people? Um
1: (laughs) Um, I'll say like I'll say like when I first started to when I first felt like people were starting to switch up on me, like I'm a really emotional person. So I may not like act like it, but I am. Anybody that knows me knows I really, really am. It would, like, really hurt my feelings. I'd be like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Why is this person, you know, switching up on me? But a lot of times I've learned that it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. And I think sometimes when people switch up on you, that's God's way of telling you, like, these are not your people anymore. This is not your tribe anymore. Like, so many times we ask and pray for God to show us discernment, for God to show us what's real, for God to surround us with genuine people. But Sarah, Patty, Greg, and Tommy had to go when you started praying those prayers. I think for me, I learned how to deal with people switching up on me by a accepting it. Like a lot of times, when people switch up on you, which switch up, uh, switch up on you, it's because maybe you've elevated, maybe you've grown, maybe you're going in another direction, and maybe they're just not fitting into that. Maybe they're not growing. Maybe they're not progressing. Maybe they're a bitter Betty now. Maybe they're jealous. Maybe they're intimidating. Maybe they're all those things. And I think it's not your job. To be sad or mad about why people are switching up on you. I think sometimes you gotta pray about it and you just gotta let it you just gotta let it ride because sometimes when people stay connected to you, it's keeping you from like fulfilling your purpose.
0: That was a word. And I think what I have learned about this is I'm not really sure if people have switched up on me or I just realized who they really were this Ooh. whole time. Oh that's the um, thing too because I've had friends that I've been friends with since high school and that was several 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 years ago <laughs> and i thought we would be friends forever like these people would be in my wedding be godmothers to my children like all of that yeah. and then it just failed yeah it failed because not necessarily that they switched up but they had been doing i had seen these actions that they've done to other people yeah so it's like how could i be surprised when they did it they did it to me but Don't we do that sometimes? We always think that maybe, well, it's me, so they're not going to do that to me. We do that in relationships. We do that at work. Like, we do that everywhere. Friendships. Friendships, everything. Like, you can't hold yourself higher. Like, they're not going to do it. Like, you have to pay attention to those actions and those intentions with other people. Yeah, I agree. So, um, if they do switch up on me or I start to realize, like, this person isn't good for me, I distance myself. And I... I don't want to say like it's easy for me to do, but I have no problem doing it. (laughs) Like if I feel like you're not, your energy is just off something. I just don't feel safe around you in a way. Like if I'm around you, then I'm thinking you in your phone, like gossiping about me or something, then bye bye. And so I feel like it's okay when people show you who they really are or show you their true colors. That just means you need to weed them out. Because when you start progressing in life, do you really want those people doing that same thing, gossiping about yeah. you, Yeah, you're right. stealing your money, whatever they're doing to you? Do you still want them to be hanging on by you just because you've had a friendship for 10 years? Yeah. I, I mean, agree. it's hard, but it depends on what kind of people do you want in your circle. Because guess what? From afar, you look just like them. You yeah. know what I mean? People in your circle. They say you're the same five people that you hang around. So, look at the five people you hang around. If you don't hang around five, look at the two you hang around.
1: My friends are Do you want to be
0: like them or not? Yeah. If you don't, you need to switch it up on them. <laughs> no, I agree. And I know,
1: just kind of going off what you're saying, like, there have been people in my life that I thought I was going to be friends with forever, but I felt like... When I started growing and elevating, or just when I started living my life and coming into who I was and who I was going to become, I noticed that a lot of people started to fall away from that or to feel some type of way. And how I thought people were, they weren't actually like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think I had to make an inward decision. Like, Shelby, are you going to try to hold on to this dead weight or are you going to let it go? And for a while, I did hold on to this dead weight. But let me tell you something. When you try to hold on to people that are not meant for your life, God will make something happen. It could be so petty. But you gotta let it go because God has tried to tell you. Yep. So you can let it go on your own. And you can let God do it. And I'm gonna tell you, God
0: is gonna come through like swinging. It's like we always try to ask Him for a sign, but then we'd we'll be like, not that sign. I need another sign. Right. <laughs> like pay attention to the signs. So, yeah. but yeah, I think that was some good advice. So somebody switched up on you. Recognize them signs. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so we are gonna leave you with words of encouragement today so the bible verse that we're going to share today comes from matthew 6 5 through 6 and it says whenever you pray you must not be like hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people truly i tell you they have their reward but when you pray go into your private room shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you i love this bible verse yeah. because I can't stand when people announce maybe what they've done or how much they've paid or yeah. what they've done for somebody. Like, it's okay to, like, test have a testimony about helping somebody, but yeah. don't make it to where you want credibility for it. Or yeah. don't just work or do whatever you're doing for the credibility of other people. Yeah. So, I mean... That's a big lesson to learn because people always want some sort of validation. Yeah. But you got to realize who's really seeing you and who yeah. really sees your heart. What is your intentions oh, yeah. behind doing what you just did? Yeah. So.
1: I think so many, so many times just to piggyback off what you're saying, we get so caught up in what other people are doing and other people's testimony. And honestly to God, I think that's great that other people have a testimony and that they're sharing to inspire you. But at the yeah. end of the day, like that's none of your business. I feel like sometimes we go out and we put on a show about when we praise God and we pray to God and we don't, Give him our full selves, our heart. But we got to realize that God sees our heart. He knows our deepest thoughts. He knows our deepest yearnings and different things like that. And it's crazy because I came across this Bible verse because I was reading something completely different. And I looked up and I read it. And like that, in this Bible verse, I really wanted to, you know, read it today because it convicted me. Because to me, I got out of that like, I need to work on my relationship with God. And I need to work on praying to god wholeheartedly and giving him myself not doing one of those little cute prayers not just doing like a surface little prayer like literally pouring out my heart and my soul and my thoughts like why not he knows everything that you're thinking Mm -hmm. um and one thing that i will say is having time with god taking time out of my day uninterrupted to give to him not necessarily when i'm exhausted i'm sorry but i'm just talking about time where i am alert and praying to him Like, it has really, really helped my soul. It's really, really helped my mind. And it's really helped to rejuvenate me. And, for instance, like, I'm not where I want to be, but I notice when I'm taking time out to pray to him and to talk to him and to call out to him and to, you know, to ask him for his grace and his patience and all these different things. Like, I go into work feeling much lighter and much better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I go into life and day-to-day feeling much better. Like, the other week I had a horrible week. It was, I was literally... So drained and exhausted because I had worked myself up, and I woke up and I was praying. I was like, God, like I don't have anything else left to give. So anything that you're gonna do, it's gonna have to come for you because I literally have nothing else to give. And praying and just pouring out my heart to Him, I woke up the next day refreshed. So I think for me, what I took from this ball rest is just having a conversation with God and praying and laying it all on the line, like leaving everything in His hands and different things like that, because God is gonna do what God's gonna do in His own time. It's not for us to know. But what it is for us to know, I feel like sometimes we get in these situations or we're in hardships or we're struggling or whatever it may be is because when was the last time I think about it, like, when was the last time like you actually went and sat before God's feet and had a conversation with him and talked to him and prayed for him? Maybe that's the only way he can get you to, to pray. Maybe that's the only way he can get you to listen. Maybe that's the only way that he can get you to give in to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like for me
0: personally, I had to learn that Stop being, I know there's always going to be disappointments, but stop expecting a reason why. Because a lot of times there's never going to be a reason why. So for me, what was really hard is to have that time with God and be silent. Because there were so many times where I prayed the same prayer and prayed the same prayer and prayed the same prayer to where I was like, God, you already know I'm about to pray. So you might as well just go, you know, like just had the wrong attitude about yeah. it when i'm praying so then i would get frustrated when i was like okay god i'm just gonna sit here and let you talk to me and then i don't hear nothing for days sometimes weeks i'm like okay god like i thought you wanted me to just sit here and be quiet because you but that was his way of calming me down like making me focus yeah. like when i don't have stuff running through my mind 24 yeah. 7 and i'm just sitting here quiet yeah and they're like you know when god speaks to you it'll be just so clear and so plain and just You'll just know it. And so I was like, Erica, that's the thing. Like, I had to stop thinking that I got to sit there and pray to him for 35 minutes and then do all this. Sometimes if you just sit there and be quiet, sometimes my prayer is like, Lord, help me. Like, that's it. Like, and then my day will be fine. But sometimes I have to sit there and just be quiet. Sometimes I have to be in my praise and worship. Sometimes to let all that stuff go for me, I have to praise and worship. And that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. But it's all about how you start your day, too. So if you start your day praising God, praying to him, being silent, whatever you need to do, it really does change the scope of your day. I agree. So on that note, I am going to pray for us and everybody listening. So, well, dang, Shelby, you already bowed your head. I didn't say bow your <laughs> head yet. I'm just kidding. So bow your head, close your eyes, um, and we're going to pray. So, dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you for the blessing to be able to record this podcast and speak and inspire and motivate anybody that is listening. We hope that the words that we have spoken today really resonated with somebody and that they would be able to move forward in a positive light. We thank you for the ability to be able to give our testimonies. And we thank you for the strength to keep going on. We know that you have a perfect plan for each and every one of us. And we look forward to the great blessing that you have. And we know that we are blessed if you never do anything else for us. We know that we have your favor and that you are a good God and that all things work together for our good. And we I pray over everyone that they have a great remainder of the week. In Jesus' name I pray. <clears throat> Amen. Amen.